It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. I'm Shannon Bream. I'm Bill Hemmer. I'm Kennedy, and this is the Fox News Rundown. August 18th, 2023. I'm Tanya J. Powers. Search and recovery efforts continue in Hawaii after deadly wildfires have left more than 100 people dead. Now, questions mount about the response to the fires, and an investigation is underway to get a better idea of what, if anything, could have been done differently. The people that survived do not understand why there was no siren that went off, why it couldn't be used for a situation like this, why there was not more alerts considering the fact that the power in Lahaina went out essentially in the middle of the night because of the heavy wind. This is the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition. Cudlow on Fox Business is now on the go for podcast fans. Get key interviews with the biggest business newsmakers of the day. The Cudlow Podcast will be available on the go after the show every weekday at foxbusinesspodcasts.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. The death toll in the Hawaii wildfires continues to rise as people who have no home to return to continue to shelter where they can. An investigation is underway into Hawaii's response to the fires. Maui's top emergency management official has quit. And in the middle of all of this, the search continues for remains of those who lost their lives. Most people that are affected are still in shelters. Indeed, FEMA is trying to open up blocks of hotel rooms, literally, uh, to get folks into them starting this weekend. We're speaking today with Fox Weather's Robert Ray, who is on the ground in Maui. And I have to say, you know, a lot of the shelters, there is makeshift ones set up by locals uh, that are, have nothing to do with an NGO or Red Cross or anything. They've just begun to build these pockets where people can go and begin to make a new home in the temporary uh, until money comes in. And it's very fluid still, uh, the situation. I mean, you, you think about Lahaina, the historic town, they are still searching a week and a half later with cadaver dogs for the human remains. And the people here, I have to say, many of them are, are not happy with the federal aid that has come in. They don't think it happened fast enough. So they're taking things into their own hands. And that's where a lot of those makeshift shelters are occurring. So you can only hope that this gets better for the people that are displaced because this devastation is like nothing ever seen. And the fact that the death toll continues to rise is even worse. Let's talk about the search for the remains and the missing. Have you been able to talk to any of the people who are doing that work? Because it just seems so painstaking and I know it's gonna take several more days at least. I have. As a matter of fact, just recently, in the past several hours, I spoke to a federal source who is on the ground here working with the cadaver dogs and other agencies such as FEMA and the DEA and other police here. And he tells me uh, that uh, as of today, moving into the weekend, they are about 60 percent done with going through the town of Lahaina. Uh, And it takes very long time to go through the homes and the vehicles that are burned out. They have to be careful what they're walking over because they, to be graphic here, uh, the human remains uh, sometimes are down to, you know, a small bone or a particle and they're not finding things like 
head skulls is what he said to me. So they're having to be very, very careful uh, about how they go through that. And the dogs, obviously a key part of that because of their senses, they're trained to do that. And he thinks that this number is going to go up significantly as they continue to comb through some of these neighborhoods where they think that you know, there are many people that were just incinerated in homes, and we know that the vehicles, we've seen the pictures of the vehicles from above on the drones, and, and some of them just charred and burned out, and many people died in those vehicles. Some got out of them and got into the Pacific Ocean, waiting in the waters for six, seven hours, inhaling the smoke. There are people that died in the water. There are people that made it. There are people that died on the seawall, trying to get over, injuring themselves. There's elderly there's young it is just so sad and the fact of that matter is is that on front street in that area a lot of those cars you see that are burned out many of those vehicles were waiting for a way out but they were blocked off for whatever reason some of the roads because there was no power and the fire department according to many people that i've spoken to was nowhere to be seen as the fire raged i can hear in the background what sounds like a lot of birds is that correct Lots of birds, yes. This is such a gorgeous island, so vibrant, not only the people, but the nature and the ecosystems. And you wouldn't think, unless you're down in the affected areas like Lahaina, that a tragedy of this magnitude has happened. But it has. Uh, And yet there is beauty surrounding us still. I want to get back to that in just a second about the other parts of Maui that were not affected by this. And I do have a question about that in just a minute. I do want to ask you, though, we can hear the birds. You're there where this is. The other thing that I keep seeing, I guess, you know, comments made about from people who are there or who have been there, they talk about the smell of i guess what's you know what the 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 burned smell and what is it like to stand where you stand right now and see this you like you said it's a it's a paradise basically and you've got these birds in the background and and this surreal sort of scene what is it like to stand where you are well you know it's 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 a tale of two stories you know you do you have the beauty of maui and the hawaiian islands and yet you also have the odor of a charred town of 12,000. And those smells are from metals and plastics and wood and all of these things that created this, this town that's been there for so long that the Hawaiians adore and love and it's sacred. And you know, to know that what you're breathing in is potentially part of a soul, a human being. Uh, that lived and breathed, that had friends and family, that did good things for the world, and then lost their lives because of a fire that was out of control. And they, they couldn't suck in the air uh, that I'm breathing right now. And they passed, and they, they fell apart. And then the wildfire took them over, and animals too. There are reports uh, that I've spoken to some of the people, the officials that have been on the ground searching is uh, there are dogs and cats that were stopped in their in their place because they, they they were sucking in the, the smoke filled air. And many of them are either torched or burned. Some of them even not burned, some standing in place, almost petrified. Uh, I, I don't even know how that happens. And the one gentleman I was speaking to that was on the ground doesn't know how that happens either. 
it's some sort of effect that occurs when you're, I guess, surrounded by everything being incinerated. I, I, it's just the, the, the stories are so devastating and so hard to listen to and so gruesome that you just, you just wonder how the many, many people that live here and by the way, the thousands of people from around the world, perhaps even millions that have come to this great island to visit, whether for a honeymoon or a family vacation, that have photos of each other, uh, how people are going to deal with this going forward. But human beings are resilient, as we know. Uh, but this road uh, is one of the toughest they will ever have. And for sure, for the natives here, the people that have had been on this island for generations, this will live on forever and ever and ever. We've been speaking with Fox Weather's Robert Ray, who is in Maui. More after this. The emergency management administrator for Maui has now stepped down. He had cited health reasons. This was a day after he pushed back on criticism for not using sirens to alert people to the wildfires. His reasoning being that the public is trained to go to higher ground when they hear those sirens, not toward the water. You know, that's just kind of, I guess it's like a tornado siren in another part of the country where yes. the last thing you do when you hear a tornado siren is, hey, let's all go outside. You're just trained to do certain things. And that's what he said that he was afraid he would put people in harm's way. What are people there in Maui saying about the decision that he made to not do the sirens? They're very upset. The people that survived do not understand why there was no siren that went off, why it couldn't be used for a situation like this, why there was not more alerts considering the fact that the power in Lahaina went out essentially in the middle of the night because of the heavy winds. And then as the sun came up, the fires began and officials say that they had the fires out uh, and then the winds kicked up again and the fires began and there was no warning. And so people here are wondering why the f fire officials uh, on the ground were not more strategic. I've heard residents talk about the fact that, you know, you have to improvise, you have to use the technology you have, that that siren, you sure, it's, it's supposed to be used for tsunamis and, and other disasters, but why didn't they use it for that? Why were the roads, part of the roads blocked off? Uh, so that the vehicles could not get out. You know, why did the electric company not de-electrify the power poles knowing that 70 to 85 mile an hour wind gusts were occurring and why there wasn't an ultimatum to get people out of the town just in case. And of course, the just in case would have happened. Uh, you know, the, the, the fire spread and burned over 90% of Lahaina. And so the emergency director who has resigned and by the way, he resigned stating the fact that he has health issues, which I don't think is sitting well with many people that I've spoken to. And now the attorney general for Hawaii, she has launched her own independent investigation into exactly how the response was overall, which is going to take a lot, a lot of time. And the reason it's gonna take a lot of time is because remember, they're still searching for human remains. Just 60% of Lahaina has been searched. And so there's anger, there's frustration, and the Hawaiians I've spoken to are proud people, and they take things into their own hands uh, when they feel like the trusted elected officials 
are not doing them right. You can't blame them. I wanted to get back to one question. The last one I'll ask you is you were talking about, you know, all the people who have traveled there. There's been some questions of should people still go to Maui? Tourist, because that's, you know, obviously Hawaii depends a lot on tourism dollars. All of Maui is not affected. It's much larger than just the area that where the wildfires were, you know, so devastating. Should people still continue their travel there or should they cancel? The, what should they do? We're hearing different things, and I know I've, I've gotten this question a lot this week. 100% people should continue to travel to the great island of Maui. The resorts, the hotels are open. The beaches are open. The people here need the world to come to Maui and have their travel plans intact or even book travel plans if they didn't have the idea to come here. That will keep this place busy. And humans need to be busy in the aftermath of disasters, especially when they're mourning the loss of loved ones and they're trying to rebuild communities. I can tell you that these resorts and the people that work on this island, there's nothing more than they would love than to shake someone's hand from another country or another state around the world, give them the Hawaiian aloha, you know, get them food, get them a drink and talk. People need that here. They need to see others from around the world. And it is open. Lahaina is gone. And we don't know how long it will take for the reshape or the reimagination or rebuild of that sacred lamb. But the rest of this island needs to keep going. And the folks here want that. Fox Weather's Robert Ray. Thanks for joining the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. And now, stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen ad-free on Fox News Podcasts Plus on Apple Podcasts. And Prime members can listen to the show ad-free on Amazon Music. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. I'm Guy Benson. Join me weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and guests. Listen live on the Fox News app or get the free podcast at GuyBensonShow.com.